You already know what it is. It's your boy Calvin Light, and it's time to pay these bills. If you haven't heard of Anchor by Spotify, well, let me tell you, it's the easiest way for you to make your very own podcast. Everything you need in one place, let me explain. It's got all the tools for you to do your own podcast right from your phone, or you can get a little fancy on your computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast on all platforms, everywhere from Spotify, Apple Podcasting, and so many other places. And it has all the tools in one place. And guess what? It's totally free. So what do you got to do? Go to your app store, find Anchor app. That's A-N-C-H-O-R, Anchor app. Download and get your voice out there. Or you can go to anchor.fm and get started today. Get your voice out there. Be heard. Chill. They be like what it be like. Like You already know what it is. It's your boy, Calvin Light My Way. And this is Cut the Noise, Growing Through Conversation. And today I got a returning guest. My cousin, my friend, one of my closest confidants back in the day and so forth and so on. Returning. So how you been, cuz? I've been good. I've okay. been good. You know, so I've had some rough times, but I've been good. Okay, okay. So, um, for those that don't remember, your name is Miss Luciana Barksdale. I represent and I am the founder of I Care, Inspiring Change and Aiming to Rebuild Empowerment. Mm. So you are here blessing and helping folks, empowering them to do what exactly? Basically, day-to-day activities. Um, we uh, we focus on like growth for mm. future. Okay. Um, letting go of the past is one of my passions, mm. and um, just inspiring and motivating them in any area in life or walk in life that they may need assistance in. Okay, that's that's beautiful. Uh, so, but I want to go ahead and get this in the front of the mm. forefront. Any way that folks can contact you? Well, right now, um everything i do is through my facebook i'm currently working on setting up a page Mm -hmm. but those that need to can notify um, update or notify me i'm trying to update Mm -hmm. my information but via facebook luciana barksdale is l-u-c-i-a-n-e barksdale b-a-r-k-s-d-a-l-e and i will post that in the bottom so when we last talked uh my setup was a little different Mm -hmm. uh sound was a little eh (laughs) <laughs> but we back and for those that don't remember the last one didn't have a chance to hear it you were going through uh time with your father correct correct yep. uh, so what exactly what was going on then and what has proceeded you went down that road so basically during that time we was um almost in the final stage of his cancer mm-hmm. um my dad was diagnosed in 2016 of colorectal cancer and when he found out, he was already in stage four. Mm. Um, it had spread it to his liver and his stomach at the time. So the doctors gave him two months to live. Mm. And that was in 2001? That was 2016. Okay. They gave him two months to live in 2016. Two months after that, he had surgery to um, have an ileostomy bag placed. Mm-hmm. And with that surgery, it was a success. However, the doctor came out and then at that time and said he has six months to live. Okay. So during the time that I last talked to you, we were at five and a half years. Right. 
and um, of Survivor. I'll say he was surviving cancer at that moment, right, but right. it was kind of still like a struggle for him. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, that was a little hardship at that time that I was going through when I first spoke to you. Right, right. Um, so today's date, um, I recently lost my father. It's been a month now since um, we buried him. We buried him on the 22nd, which yesterday mm-hmm. would have made a month okay. of June. Right. And my dad, I won't say he lost his battle with cancer mm-hmm. because um, he was a, he was a fighter. And I've, I'll say he was a winner by default. And the reason why I say that is because he wasn't expected to live two months. Two months. He lived six years. Ooh. So he didn't, um, cancer didn't beat him. Right. He beat cancer because when the doctor said no, you know, God said yes. That's right. And my dad was a fighter. Um, so he fought. Right. We got in, the, and I always tell people we pretty much stepped in the ring together, and we fought together. Like, and I promised him I wasn't going to leave his side, and that's exactly what I did. My dad had very few hospital visits or stays, right. but those hospital stays were no more than two to three days. Okay, never went into the nursing home. I made sure that he was able to um, go in peace, and he went in peace in his own bedroom. Mm. So you know that was one of my goals for him to make sure that. He didn't have to suffer through the hospital stays and the right, nursing home stays. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, uh, for those that don't know, I lost my daddy several years ago. Um, but I can relate in the sense of that's your daddy. Right. You know, that's your daddy. Right. Uh, I don't care what nobody ever said or thought about your daddy. That's your daddy. That's right. And uh, to be there, to be holding his hand, mm-hmm. to to be every step of the way. It's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful because it's not a loss of life in the sense of you don't have nothing to show for. You got all those memories. Right. You got all those lessons, mm-hmm. you know, and you got them. Mm-hmm. They're in your heart. They're in your That's mind. Right. You know, you got pictures and stuff too, but right. it's those memories that live on. That's right. But um, since last month and dealing with the passing of your father um how have you been dealing with the situation um basically i feel like as my father i'm a very strong person and i just feel like that i have dealt with it a a little different Mm -hmm. than than most people and the reason being is because my father other than my grandfather or our grandfather Mm -hmm. you know my father was the closest thing that or being that has passed in my life in my 47 years and um, whenever he told me he had cancer, I went. I then grieved. Uh-huh. I, I cried from the <laughs> belly up. You right. know what I'm saying? That night I came home, I just basically sat on the edge of my bed and just cried. And it seemed like everything in me came out. Right. So I went through the fight at that point of grieving. Uh-huh. And whenever that time was over, the cries was over, I was ready to go at war with, with this battle. Okay. So over the course of the month that my father has passed, hmm. um, I feel like I did everything I could for him. Right. You know, I held his hand. I, you know, I cared for him. I took off from work to make sure that these last four weeks, because he didn't go down until like four weeks prior to his death. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to be there. So because I was there for him, I really don't feel a loss. 
Oh. My dad is at peace. Right, right, know? right. And I, I still go and I, I visit his grave. I clean off his grave. So that's those are the ways that I'm coping with mm-hmm. with his death because I feel like me going and cleaning off his grave and visiting him there, I'm still caring for him. Mm-hmm. I'm caring for his home. You know, right. he's not here in in body form, but his body is laying at rest. And I feel like me taking care of that home. Mm-hmm. It's a part of taking care of him. I got you. So I got you. that's how I, I pretty much um, have been dealing with it. I haven't had any breakdown periods where, you know, I cry. I do miss him. Yeah. No doubt. But, you know, I feel like being that I was there. Right. Took me over to this point. Mm. I got you. Uh, I guess there's going to be a lot of back and forth. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, when people talk about things that you have a commonality with it makes you reflect and think about uh and when my dad passed Mm -hmm. um i remember the funeral like all my brothers and sisters was like bawling Mm -hmm. and i was completely fine i and 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 it wasn't like uh and i'm not saying this to like be arrogant or like oh i got it together no i got some cries out right but those cries were like you said, earlier on in the process, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I came to a revelation that death is a part of life. Uh, and I, sw- I swear my dad, he was talking, he was always like, you got to be good. You got to learn this. You got to learn that. Cause I ain't going to always be here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this dude ain't never going to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cause I swear my daddy had been dying for about 10 years, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> I know it was in high school. It was, oh, I got this, or I got that. I done had this heart attack. I didn't, like, man, he ain't going nowhere. But by the time he really got bad off, right. it was, I'm going to say like two weeks before he had actually passed. I remember being in the hospital, and his he was kind of out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Like, he won't dare. And, like, a nurse came in. He grabbed a nurse by the arm. He was like, what you doing in here? Mm-hmm. You know, and... um. I'm like, oh man. So I grabbed my dad on. I'm like, Dad, calm down. He's like, Who are you? Right. And um, at that point, I knew that it wouldn't be long. Right. Uh, because for me personally, uh, with my dad, it was conversation. Mm-hmm. It was uh, intellectual banter, mm-hmm. going back and forth, or being philosophical in a sense, mm-hmm. to where you get deep. Right. You know, and right. and once once his mental capacity had faded, right. to me it was like he was already gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So by the time the funeral came, I was I was in joy because he was free. That's right. He was That's free right. from that bondage or that the aches, the pains, right. the you know, not right. being himself and not get that restored body. Get right. go go to the spirit realm and you know be at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurt. Um, how would you say uh, Christianity, religion, spirituality, however you want to put it, mm-hmm. to each his own, um, has helped you get through this? Okay, so spiritually in thinking mm-hmm. my father before the spiritual process began my father was not a, a big you know church goer he right. started going to church once he he got cancer and um 
for me to see my father at his weakest moments praying, then I knew that the other side would be better for him mm -hmm. than this side. Right, right, right. And for myself spiritually, I am dealing with it because I know, as you said, that, you know, his body was weak and there was nothing else that this life could offer him. Right. And I know that living and dying is something that we all have to do. Absolutely. And I look at it like this. We rejoice when a baby is born and we mourn whenever someone dies. Mm. But when you're bringing a baby into this world, you don't know what you're bringing them into. You don't know what the future holds for them. You don't know what type of danger that they will be in mm. once they start to grow. So we're rejoicing something that we know nothing about. Ooh. And whenever somebody die, we mourning and crying, but you know everything that this person has went through in life, right. you know, prior to death. Right. So the mourning shouldn't be um, in tears and sorrow or whatever, it should be rejoicing because this person no longer has to fight this pain. This person no longer has to struggle. You take a homeless person, you know, that's on the street begging and, and different things like that. And then when the family do come together and, and need to bury this person, mm -hmm. they're crying or in sorrow. That person is no longer begging, right. no longer needing somebody to take care of yeah. them. You know, so that's how I look at it. I look at it as my dad is no longer suffering. To watch your loved one lay there in pain, pain. and Real can't pain. do anything for themselves is it's it's just it's hurtful. And my dad was a prideful man and he wouldn't let me do anything for yeah. him. Oh yeah. So it was two days before he died is whenever I had to do total care. Mm -hmm. Because no matter how weak he was, he still pushed himself. I got it. I yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and he just would not. And and then to, for my father to lose his mom three months, mm. I mean three weeks mm. prior to his death, I felt like the other side is where he needed to be. Right. Wherever it was that he was going, he needed to be there with his mom. He never knew his father. Mm -hmm. He was the only child, mm -hmm. and I was his only child. So basically it was kind of like in that family, the three of us. Right. So they had been together in, in the home since 1979 and for her to no longer be there. Right. I could and battling cancer and the loss of your mom, no longer being in the house. He was, he was facing two battles at the same time. Right. So spiritually, I feel like he's in a better place. Um, than been, than being here suffering. Oh man. I, I, I got you on that. I feel that one because whenever I heard about, his mother passed your grandmother mm -hmm. and then I, it seemed like it was just back to back mm -hmm. I was like Lord have mercy because it's death this is just my opinion death and funerals it ain't for the dead it's for us mm -hmm. you know that's that's how we we start you know getting through we trying to deal mm -hmm. with our emotions or come to grips with what we want there or what we didn't say and mm -hmm. this nigga owed me money you know yeah. <laughs> you know they folks come to funerals yeah, for that they do. Uh, but they do. um like that's what the whole the funeral side is right. but like and and death it's one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. it's like yo i came in here by myself and now i got to go by myself mm -hmm. but to have family around or have someone around when you go mm -hmm. is is a beautiful picture it, it really is it really is and and like i was saying two days prior to to my father's passing mm -hmm. he started transitioning mm -hmm. and 
me and, and my daughter Tanique are very in tune with the spiritual world mm -hmm. and we knew that you know him lying there he was transitioning and you can tell and, and and at one point the day before my dad passed he came out of his transition mode like really woke up mm -hmm. and I, I got scared and I called the nurses and I was like you know he's woke you know <laughs> he don't went back a couple months right yeah. and, but he's looking he's looking at us like why are y'all here and he's looking you know towards the spirit world mm. and we knew at that point that he was basically transitioning he right. was into he was in one foot in on earth and one foot in mm. heaven and the, and this is the truth because he would talk to us and then he would talk to the spiritual world mm. and he would come back and say i wish you could see her i've so seen we, that yeah, i've seen we, it i've seen it we knew he was transitioning and he was kind of he was kind of you know like disoriented in, in, in transitioning like what's really going on I see my daughter I see my granddaughter but I'm also seeing this, this right. see y'all ain't supposed to be here absolutely hold on one second oh boy but absolutely I've I've seen that myself with my dad that there was times when he would see his his grandmother, his mother, mm -hmm. and almost revert back into a kid. He like he see them, mm -hmm. and then he come back. He like hold up, mm -hmm. like, what y'all doing here? And I was like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. It, it's in the moment it can be scary mm -hmm. because you like dang like they about to go, mm -hmm. but when you step back and take you know emotion and like because it's, it's really selfish for us at times to be like lord don't take them right you know don't take them I'm like yo uncle cuz or bruh been dealing with whatever they going through right. for so long right. for me to keep praying you here mm. it ain't fair to you mm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. because we want another chance we want that time we want that but to know that a person's in so much pain and anguish, sometimes we gotta let folks go. That's right. And you know, my my five year old granddaughter Layla, she um she the day before he passed, mm. she wanted to pray, mm. and and her prayer was a Bible um, scripture, and she recited the Lord's prayer. Right. And that was her prayer. And whenever I brought her in to tell her that you know your, your grand your granddaddy is gone she broke down and started crying and she was like, that's not what my prayer was for. And I had to explain it to her, baby, your prayer helped your granddaddy transition to right. heaven, you know, cause I didn't want her to feel like that. If she prayed for something, like my prayer didn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, coach her and let, you know, make her believe in which is the truth. Your prayer helped your granddaddy transition because I said, God heard your prayers mm -hmm. and you know, I know you was praying for him to stay here, but God had other plans for him. Right. So, you know, I had to redirect her that, you know, don't feel bad because you prayed right. because your prayer was, you know, in good faith. So, and, and even with adults, people of our age and older, mm -hmm. um, we, they, they don't even understand prayer in a sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause even the Lord of prayer, uh, I think it's the Lord's mm -hmm. prayer and it might be Psalms too. Mm -hmm. Well, we're praying for the Lord's will to mm -hmm. be done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And to, to take a grip on understanding his will is far different than all. That's right. You know, um, 
at times with my kids, we, we have at night we read some scripture, we pray. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, I, I get a little deep. I'm like, all right, read. And I stop every line and I explain. Mm-hmm. Because at times we hear church, we hear Bible, we hear the spirit stuff, mm-hmm. but we don't understand it. That's right. We don't understand That's it. Right. But once we get an understanding of this is the process or this is the steps that go on mm-hmm. or when you pray, you, you're you not really praying for what you want. Mm-hmm. You're praying for God's will to be done. That's right. Because if, if we're praying against him, What's really gonna happen? That's right. That's right. You, you definitely yeah. <laughs> like God said. All right, it's time for you to come home. Lord, keep them. We wanna, we wanna hold his foot. We wanna keep him down here for a little while longer. Like, nah, it's I, a selfish prayer. It's selfish. Mm-hmm. And, and and like I said, with funerals in general, and there's nothing. I'm not speaking against funerals, but with funerals in general, they're not for the dead. They they are literally for the people that are still here mm-hmm. so we can get our grief out mm-hmm. that we can, you know, we come collect and we could try to celebrate for this person mm-hmm. or, or honor them. And, you know, I wish I could have seen, I wish I should have did mm-hmm. and shared various stories about a person, but it's not about them. Like they good. They right. gone, you know, God forbid somebody loses their life at a very young age or something tragic right. Or you know accidents and stuff like that. That's a different thing. We talking about time. Mm-hmm. You got grandkids. You got great grandkids. You got a legacy like that's that's a beautiful picture to leave behind. You know what right. I mean? Versus right. you know this sixteen year old. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's, that's tragic. Yeah. That yeah. we gonna we 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 pouring out some cry yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. To 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 move this on just a tad. Mm-hmm. What lessons? Matter of fact, before we go to the lessons, because that's that's usually where I go. I like I like to dig a little deep, get those nuggets out that you learn. But before we go to that, what ignorance has come out of this situation? Because I know for sure that our people will mess up some mess uh, behind a death, even behind a wedding. Uh, but what have you learned about people throughout this situation? Well, thankfully, mm-hmm. I was the only child. Okay. And, and and he was the only child. So I didn't have a lot of people to deal with. You right, know, right, right. Um, he had very close cousins and um, two two aunties that I included, you mm-hmm. know, I, and I wanted to include. But um really i didn't have any problems okay. everything with from my grandmother's um passing to my my dad's was a smooth transition for me in okay. life as as far as trying to handle things yeah. you know i didn't have anyone on my back wanting to do this this gotcha. that and the third you know i was able to do everything i needed to do for both of them with no headache okay. honestly that is um, beautiful even when my dad started getting sick, whenever hospice came in and mm-hmm. said that, you know, he have this many weeks, that many weeks, I was at the point where, okay, well, I'm going to the funeral home because I, this is my dad. And I know that whenever my, my father take his last breath mentally, I'm not going to be prepared right, to, right. to go into a funeral home. However, it was very surprising to me. I was able to do that, but right. everything was pretty much covered. Um, the only thing negative that I would say, even through the transition of before he passed mm-hmm. was when three HC comes in or Liberty or whatever hospice services that Warren chooses, right. 
whenever they come in and those nurses say three days, one week, 72 hours, believe them. Because mm. a lot of people was telling me something mm. like, how do they know? These people have been doing this for, a long, for time. a long time. One of the nurses that came to visit my father had pronounced 3,001 at that point. Woo! Individuals in her, her um, 16 years of nursing in hospice care, she had pronounced 3,001 individuals um, passed. So whenever these people say 72 hours, believe what they say mm-hmm. i had an individual one of my daughter friends um last week the nurses weren't telling was not telling them that you know an hour or a, a week or whatever they were telling well i've seen people come out of it at this point the lady died like less than four days later mm. be honest I, I tell the hospice nurses i know they know their job but be honest Stop, right. take the feeling out of it yeah be honest and whenever those nurses come to you and say uh um a week or 72 hours or whatever, believe them. They can't give you an exact time because that's yeah. only God's timing. Right. But when things like your your blood pressure stop dropping, start dropping, your your body temperature gets cold, mm. you know, your, your toes start to turn a different color than the rest of your body, yeah. things like that are signs that it could be 72, Oof. So, you know, 72 yeah. hours or less. So believe them, you know, and that was the only thing that I really suffer with the most is because when people will say, um, how your father doing and I would have to explain to them it's not looking good yeah. you know and I would only tell those people that really meant yeah. a lot to him Absolutely. but um I dealt with that that was one of the negative things that I dealt with because mm-hmm. they felt like that you know you're believing what these nurses say this that the third they, 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 they know what they're talking about yeah. I've been <laughs> in nursing care since um for 18 years mm-hmm. and they know I worked in a nursing home they they truly know um the only other thing that I really dealt with on a ignorant basis um calvin was people calling my dad phone after i've made posts and you know tagged him in and saying you know he's he's weak and they were calling his phone and i was hearing all types of rumors that you know she's keeping the phone away from him the last week of my father being on this earth was the weakest point of his cancer right and i and, and he told me tell people i don't want visitors and you can imagine, and they should imagine, you laying there, lost weight, you're weak, yeah. you can't respond. You don't want visitors. You don't want people to see you like people that. People did not understand that my dad didn't want visitors. They mm-hmm. felt like it was a, a control from me. Mm. And it really wasn't. My dad just, he, he only wanted, to be honest, and and, 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 and I, this is nothing against my children because I have five, mm. but he really only wanted me and, and my daughter, Tanique to care for him mm. he didn't want he didn't want to take anything from anybody else mm. and 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 those were the people that he wanted there to to be there because i felt like being as prideful as he was mm. those was the only people that he wanted to see him at that point in his life at wow. the lowest point in his life and um the, so those are the only ignorant things that i really dealt with through my father transitioning is that people feeling like i was keeping him away mm. my father was dying and I was honoring his wishes. Right. I would have never posted anything on Facebook about my father's um, transitioning or anything he had going on if he wouldn't have voiced that to me. Right. And I, I, I even had a lady in the community to say, you know, why is she putting stuff like that on Facebook? Everything I put on Facebook, my dad talked to me about it first. Right. And see, that's that's one thing I can say is when, when you have a conversation and you know what you know, right? You don't give a damn what nobody else thinks, right? 
You know, <laughs> like that that the idea that somebody else uh outside of that room mm-hmm. could even have an opinion mm-hmm. is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you ain't in the room. You're not here. You're not helping him or going through this. You you're not helping anything. You just talking. Like that's you know, my pet peeve about people in general. Mm -hmm. When people are going through something, the best thing that you can do is to lend support. Mm -hmm. However they need it. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, is there anything I can do for you? No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You got to fall back. Mm-hmm. Just fall back. If a person say they need, you know, this, it might be a financial thing. It might be time. It might be getting the grass cut. That's however they want you to help. Right. They ain't asked for nothing else. Right. They ain't it. Right. Like that. That's what get me. Mm-hmm. But um, what lessons have you learned from watching your father, such a strong man, go through? fight and overcome and go way far past two months my god six years of living what lessons have you learned um to be honest with you i've started writing a book Mm. and the title of the book is when god say so my father's testimony Mm. and so basically what i learned through that process Mm -hmm. is i want to be able to teach um individuals what i learned and by saying that is when you first find out you have a terminal illness, there's so many things that's going through your mind. But the last thing is, you know, how am I going to make it? How am I going to live? And in my book, I'm teaching individuals from start to finish, basically how to take care of a loved one. And when my father first found out he had cancer, I went and I took FMLA from my job. Right. And I began to, get his social security disability started um food assistance and like i said my father and his mother was so prideful mm. they never received any type of government wow. assistance so all of this was new to them and so i took time from my job and from the start so basically um knowing you know when to get a letter from your doctor for disability what the doctor needs to tell you or say on that letter in order for you to receive the funds that you need to receive you know because some people go through disability trying to get funding for years before they actually began to get a check right um my father had cancer that was basically killing him and they thought it was going to kill him at a rapid pace Mm -hmm. so being that the doctor put that into his his writings whenever he wrote the letter that helped my dad get his disability started right away. Oh. He didn't have to, within two months he had disability within six months, he had full disability social security income. And you know, that was one thing that I want to teach others. You know, you got to, you got to push for that. And with my grandmother, she never received um, social security. She only received retirement. So when she passed away, I was in the process of, of um, getting her social security started. She was 88 years old. And only income she had was retirement. It was very little. So there's things that people need to know, you know, that their loved ones are qualified for. Right. So basically in the first couple chapters of my book, I'm explaining um, the steps to, okay. to receiving the benefits, Medicaid, food assistance, and stuff like that, even um, transportation. I work into the transportation um, business and we transport individuals back and forth to doctor's appointments. A lot of people don't know that that service is um, is right, available. Right. So um, the lessons that I've learned, 
I'm putting it into a book so others can know. Oh, that is beautiful. You know, so those are some things that I'm doing. And basically telling my father's story is, is some of the things that I'm doing and the learning lesson for me mm-hmm. in life. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so writing a book, uh, you already, I care. You changing the game, helping folks. Um, what, if you don't mind, could you actually share some of your father's testimony? Sure. Um, like I said, he was given two months. Two mm-hmm. months turned into six months. Um, six months was with an ileostomy bag being placed. And the purpose of that is because um, the cancer had um, basically destroyed a lot of his stomach lining. Mm-hmm. So he had to have an ileostomy bag placed. Within one year, and I'm just, my father was a fighter, y'all, for real. <laughs> Within one year, the ileostomy bag was taken away it was totally transitioned and he was able to start you know going to the bathroom the correct normal mm-hmm. way right so you know that was um a blessing for him as well because whenever the ileostomy bag was placed it was for life mm-hmm. you know right the only thing he had six months yeah. to live so it was for life a year later it was taken away so basically everything went back to normal um so now he's at uh he's also, he's survived a year and after that, you know, basically he continued to fight on and off of chemo. And this past um, no October, October of 2021, mm-hmm. my father said, I want to get off of chemo so I can enjoy the holidays. Mm. So whenever he got off of chemo to enjoy the holidays, he went back in January to get put back on. But his levels was too high and he couldn't be put back on on chemo. So therefore, at that point, his body started deteriorating. Right. And the the cancer basically got worse and took control. But one thing I can say about my father through the whole process, he never lost his mind. He started getting disoriented and out of, you know, having out-of-body experiences or out-of-mind experiences once um, the day before mm-hmm. prior to that. Wow. He never lost because a lot of people are going through cancer. Oh, they, yeah. they, they warned me. Um, the nurses warned me he's going to start talking out of his head. He's not going to remember you. Just all types of things right. going on. But he never, he, the day before he passed was whenever things like that started happening. So he was truly a fighter. So to Absolutely. go from two months to six months to six years, you know, says a lot. And, you know, he just didn't have regular col- colon cancer whenever he found out. He yeah. had stage four. four. With 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 few months to survive, but he survived six years. So, um, I tell anyone, you know, the doctors can say one thing, but at, until God say so, keep fighting, keep fighting, because the doctors say no, but God say yes. And in my father's situation, God said yes. Six years, he said yes. Mm. So you know, um, just just keep the faith, and that's what we did. My father gave his life to Christ, and he just fought this thing in a spiritual realm you know he just went through life knowing that you know this is going to take me out eventually but i know god Mm -hmm. and so we kept the faith and that was just his fight so this is going to sound like a weird question but i'm going to ask it anyway how valuable to you have these last six years been you know it's, it's it's almost like winning the lottery honestly because you know had i had my father passed the two months they gave him Mm -hmm. i would have only been able to give my father two months of more love Mm -hmm. i was able to give my father six years Mm -hmm. and through those six years 
he witnessed the birth of three great three great grandchildren. <laughs> you know, right? So you know that's that's very valuable. He witnessed the birth of um three great grandchildren, seeing his older granddaughter uh, get married, mm-hmm. and you know, so those are things that I value the most and it's almost like, like I said winning the lottery because you know a lot of, of us a lot of people don't get that right you know? right you, people when people find out they got cancer either they give up right. and, and and don't survive or the cancer is too severe that they can't survive and that's one thing about individuals we wait until it gets too bad there you to go. go to the doctor mm-hmm. my dad had he had not been to the doctor in 23 years Wow. He had an incident where he had a welding incident where he cut his finger off. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time pretty much he had been to the doctor. Wow. And that was about 23 years ago. So whenever you start having signs and symptoms, know that the doctors are here for a reason. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of Christian people say, you know, God got me this, that, and the third. And, and no doubt he Lord do. Have mercy. He do have us covered. Yes. But God put medicine on yes, earth yes yes you know he put he gave the doctors the, the the education and the mindset to go further to receive this education to become doctors mm-hmm. so that they can diagnose you with different things and treat it and help so, you, know, you right and i don't agree with getting on all types of medications but i do agree with going to the doctors and finding out what's wrong with you because they may be something of the earth you know natural remedies that we can do to help cleanse our body mm-hmm. of sickness and things like that. We don't have to take the medicine all the time, but go to the doctor. I, I, I truly believe in um, yearly checkup. Mm-hmm. You got to have a yearly checkup. That's right. Get your physical, get you some blood work, mm-hmm. uh, and get those levels checked out. That's right. Because early signs, uh, uh, you know, the levels look a little funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they get you in for that follow-up. But... Uh, especially as brothers, uh, prostate, uh, colon, uh, mm-hmm. these are not no, uh, <laughs> no, no exams that you want, but these are exams that can save your life. That's right. Um, especially if you got a family history of these, uh, get checked out. That's right. Uh, it once a year, once every five years, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but get yourself checked out. Right. Uh, and, and our reality is, we got to use wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a lot of individuals in this world that lean so far on, uh, worldly understanding. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that look so far on the other side of spiritual understanding. Mm-hmm. And we got to have wisdom to use all of our resources. That's right. You know what I mean? Right. We, we gotta, we gotta be spiritually inclined. We yes, trust the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, pray and, and seek understanding. Mm-hmm. But if you got a hurt or you got a pain, Get you get get a doctor to look at it. That's right. That is not saying that you don't trust God. That's not saying that you don't believe in healing. Mm-hmm. That's saying that you want another just an opinion. You want to find right. out what's going on, right. and then you can seek out from that point on. Mm-hmm. But at least find out, get a diagnosis early as possible, mm-hmm. because the the quality of life that we can live, mm-hmm. the the abundance of life that we can live. Because just think about. It. If your father would have never found out in those two first them two months, mm-hmm. he could have been gone. That's right. But to find out, to get treatment, to you know, take various surgeries and and, and stretch this thing out and fight, mm-hmm. like this is just me. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. You can be broke. Life is hard. Right. Life is hard. You can be rich. 
Life is hard. Right. Pick your hard. That's right. What kind of pillar right. you want to sleep That's on? Right. That's you know right. what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> what kind of life? What quality of life? What type right. of experiences and memories? Like, do do we want to limit ourselves to uh, a, a a a small mind, mm-hmm. a small mentality, a small life? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just a, just a little small. I ain't been nowhere. I ain't seen nothing. I just I'm living though. I'm making it. How you doing? I'm 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 making it. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 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 trying to get right. by. Like that small there's so freaking much out mm-hmm. here. That's right. That we have at our fingertips. But it's gonna take effort. That's right. It's gonna take a fight. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take a push. Mm-hmm. You know? But we have to be willing to go. We got to be willing to push. Because like I said, when I ask you how valuable those things are, you can't put a price on it. You can't. You cannot. And like you said, there's so many things that he wouldn't have, you know, witnessed if he would have left whenever the doctor said Mm -hmm. that he was going to go. So, you know, it's it's, it's more than than valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, you know why me you know right right you know and and that's why i feel like i need to tell my story or his story because you know somebody else may be going through this and don't realize that you know there is a chance you know just because the doctor say two months or whatever don't mean that you gotta you gotta solely believe in those two months fight keep pushing you know and i would have never thought that i would have this testimony because my dad's testimony is mine's but you know God gave me the strength to be there by his side. And the most precious moments between my father and I was not me being a little girl coming up mm-hmm. and, you know, him calling me princess or this, that, and the third. The most precious moments was the week my dad was on his deathbed and he was like, hold my hand. Those were requests from him. Mm-hmm. Hold my hand. And, 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 and two months before he passed, I took him to his last doctor's appointment and he was just like, I just need a hug. You know, things like that, hearing things like that from your father is more precious than anything. And, you know, and, and, and taking pictures and videos of him, me holding his hand or, you know, him being in that moment that he wanted to be at one with me, his Mm -hmm. daughter, his only child, you know, basically this is all I got. I'm leaving her, but, I know she's going to be okay. Right. And that's what I felt like he was saying. Mm. I love it. I love it. And see, one is, I, I might get a little, little spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I, I believe, and it ain't particularly scripture, but is when we have kids, we have children, they have children. Mm-hmm. We don't never die. That's right. Like, you can go and look in the mirror and you can see your dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can look and you'll see your, your grandbabies walking and you can see your dad. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. that that DNA, genetics, like, you can see. Why he walk like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, like, like you, walk, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, to to those moments where you can just pick up on daddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's daddy right there. He's there. Well, look, that's granddaddy right yep. there. You know what I mean? Like yep. just to see the 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 beauty of of life and mm-hmm. say creation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when we have kids and 
now we now we get old and our kids where we was and it was like dang i'm a baby getting have babies and then you look up now grandbabies it's like lord have mercy y'all trying to make me old like <laughs> like the the but to see it mm-hmm. like you can look at your, your your granddaughter and you can see you mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. like that's right. that's a picture that they're never gone. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Not only in memories, not only in, in photos and so forth, mm-hmm. but literally through genetics and DNA, you can right. literally see that. Yep. You see them. The mark is made on earth. That's like, right. I, I, might, I might go off on a tangent. I just don't understand why some people don't want to have kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, yeah. like, 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 I'm speaking from a man perspective right. and you can give me yours too, mm-hmm. but like from a man's perspective, like you'll see mm-hmm. to, to, to have your lineage to move after you is like, wow. It's almost like farming. Yeah. Like you plant a seed, you see a, 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 a bean sprout, it start to grow. Now you got this little thing and then it turned to a big old vine. Now you got, little, mm-hmm. now you got beans. You know what I mean? And then little beans fall off and now some more stuff growing. Like it's a, it's like a fan, a picture of a family tree. That's how I, I visualize it. Mm-hmm. But like some people just ain't want kids and it's like to each his own, mm-hmm. but to not, to, to lay down one day and it's over and your I'm going to say your genetics mm-hmm. your genetic DNA it stops with you That's right. like I don't understand that right. like that's just me but to see because I mean obviously I got kids right. But, right. but to see little me mm-hmm. and, and little Lee you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and then see them moving it and the way they pick up their little mannerisms mm-hmm. and their personalities and and you see them growing, it's like, man, you have a chance to go further than I ever went. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when I when that's why I'm gonna let you talk. But <laughs> like it's it's like the way I see family life, mm-hmm. generation, generation. Our great grands, like past Percy, mm-hmm. before his Johnny Barstale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what he he got he was able to have, mm-hmm. and then his kids, then Percy and their lineage, what they were able to have, right. his kids, right. and then their kids, which is our generation, right. Right. then what we were able to have, right. and it's like each generation. We have an opportunity. It ain't guaranteed. We have an opportunity to go and have and do more. Right, right. But even an opportunity without action is still nothing. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. So I look at my kids as an opportunity mm-hmm. for your name or your legacy to go somewhere that you never could have took it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the beautiful thing for right. me. I understand. But understand. what's your opinion on that? I mean, I can understand, you know, people, especially in a, a, like, I feel like it's a selfish mentality 
that they don't want to have kids, but I can respect it. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because, you know, for some reason why they feel like they can't be a parent, mm. you know. But I look at it also in long term, like, who's guaranteed to take care of you? You know, <laughs> like, I, I was my dad's only child, but if I wasn't there, he he only had cousins. Like, that's it. Right. So nobody will be guaranteed to take care of an individual. That's where the nursing home and, 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 and rest home and stuff come through. But that's not a place where you should want to see your loved one. Mm-mm. I mean, not all nursing homes are bad, right, but right, right. they ain't all good either. No, they ain't. And, and, that's, and by me working in, in several nursing homes, you know, in my last 18 years, it don't matter how, how the ratings are you're going to get a bad aide or you're going to get a bad nurse every day and, and again and, and you don't want that to fall yeah, on your your loved one your mama you don't and i would mm-hmm. never i would i wouldn't take it back the fact that i had to you know stay out of work for for, for four weeks to make sure that my dad would could stay home i would never take that back i would do it all over again if i had to right because that i felt like that's what um i was here for and mm. one thing that irked my nerve calvin was people would tell me Thank you for what you're doing for your father. And I'm like, <laughs> right. Like, this is my dad. <laughs> Am I not supposed to? You know, I that was like, people were, you know, coming to me, like offering me um, praise or whatever. And I'm like, this is, this this is, my, is duty. my Right. You know, mm-hmm. this ain't just a man off the street. Right. This is my father. Right and, and 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 those things like that really and you know I sat back and the conversation was completely over at that point. I'm listening to you talk, but I really don't have anything else to say right, to you because right. it's kind of insulting mm-hmm. for somebody to come to me and say, "Well, thank you for what you're doing." Or I'm like, "Who else is supposed to do it? Like, right. who who did you think I was in my father's life that I'm not supposed to do this?" So, you know, that goes back to the question that you had asked before before about ignorance. That is another thing that I experienced that was very ignorant to me. Like, you know, wow. And then then I I did get someone say, well, you know, some people don't. You know, other people don't do what you're doing for your parent. Mm. And I'm like, I can't, I couldn't see it. Right. I couldn't see it. You know, like, this is my dad. He needs me. Right. So, yeah. And see now, when it when it comes to that, it's like relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it like this because I'm, I'm just take you out the picture and take your dad out the picture. Let's just say we got uh, daddy, daddyo over here, and he had ten kids, mm-hmm. but daddyo ain't take care of none of his kids. Mm-hmm. He wanted their life. He had a relationship with him. Right. Daddy don't need a, ki- a kidney. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been 30 years. He ain't talked to none of these <laughs> kids. Now, he go over here shopping for a kidney. Mm-hmm. But these kids ain't want nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Because if you have no relationship, you haven't done, you haven't planted anything into that seed, right. you haven't done anything for that individual, that person owes you nothing. Nothing. But if Daddy O had these ten kids and he was at every 
function that he could possibly make or and when he wanted to function he was out here working and grinding so that he could provide a life for these kids and he did this i don't think there'd be a problem mm-hmm. with any of them mm-hmm. trying to help their daddy That's right. because with relationship that deems anything mm-hmm. like you know everybody got best friends right right um I feel like best friends is those people that came in your life and they stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they came in, y'all clicked, y'all connected and time can go as far as it wants, but y'all always got that connection mm-hmm. because you always there for them. They always there for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that quote unquote best friend will be closer than a brother or a sister because of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And those relationships only come with, work time and effort that's right that's, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean but like you said I'd totally be offended myself <laughs> for someone to tell me oh good job for doing what a good yeah. daughter or, or uh, what you're doing for your dad like it, it was very it, it was very it was very disrespectful and you know I'm looking it's, it was shocking like <laughs> and, 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 it was so shocking because I didn't only hear it one time. Mm. I heard it several times. Really? Yeah. I heard it several times over the course. And I'm like, mm. like, what was I supposed to do? You know? And I've always been the daughter in his life. Right. You know? right. So, it won't like you. Right. Well, I just popped up out the, oh, you know. <laughs> so it was kind of, it was kind of, that's, that's disrespectful. It was really disrespectful mm. um, for someone to thank me. For taking care of my father, yeah, and, and you know maybe they meant it in a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it could have been, it could have been innocent. It could have been, you know how people say, um, "I'm sorry for your loss." Like that's generic. Yeah. Like that's that's like people at the McDonald's windows saying, "Thank you, have a good, have a nice day" or whatever. Like it's just generic. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I personally, I try not to say it. Mm-hmm. Whenever I, you know, family member, whoever, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm just going to talk to you regular. Mm-hmm. I already know what's going mm-hmm. on. You know what's going mm-hmm. on. Like, how you doing? Right. Are you okay? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and we could just go off on that. Right. That I'm sorry for you on condolences or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like a Facebook post. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the bottom of most posts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus a real connection a real relationship Mm -hmm. which is in my opinion what life is truly all about Mm -hmm. relationship right um when we have relationship with people and we have we can develop those we can hone those we create memories Mm -hmm. and we can go and experience and see that's life Mm -hmm. without that we ain't got nothing like imagine imagine life without relationship mm-hmm. without any boyfriend any 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 spouses uh, without the friendships that you have without those contacts that call and text you and just check up on you mm-hmm. imagine life without them that's kind of empty it is very empty like to 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 discredit or be without that mm-hmm. is to be without living it in is. my opinion yeah yeah and I and I even think that to live a life with no fun, no activities, mm-hmm. no travel, that's a lonely life too. It's Absolutely. like it's like it's like a waste of life. You know, what have you done 
on on earth now to say I've lived. Right. Well, other how, than live. How how people say uh the date you were born and the date you die, that that's just your entry and your exit. What matters is that dash. That's right. What happens in between what happens that in between. Like to 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 live without really living is a travesty. It is, it is. And I can't imagine like leaving this world absolutely never stepping outside of North Carolina. Like <laughs> it's that's a waste of life to me. Or, or I do you want better? There's people that haven't lived life without moving out of their city. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? True. You know, um, and this ain't to discredit anybody or to right. hurt anyone or, right. or tear anybody down. Uh, we, we building over here. Mm-hmm. But there's many people that live in communities or societies where all they know is the few blocks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All they know is their city. And it's all about what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea what's going on in the outside world. Mm-hmm. That's, sad. That's sad. There's so mm-hmm. much out here. There's so much opportunity. Everybody, oh, there ain't no good men. Oh, there ain't no good women. You might want to go somewhere else. Right. You might want to look right. outside the right. box, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't find a good job. Guess what? You can't keep looking at the fast food spots. That's right. You know, like, right. we have to broaden our horizon mm-hmm. and like you said, let's live right um which moves right into live on purpose so living on purpose for me personally this is the concept and you know everything is spiritual right mm-hmm. but <laughs> but for me living on purpose is i ain't even getting spiritual i'm just being direct why? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Let's live on something. Right. Whatever that purpose is, whatever your calling, whatever your gift, whatever your desire is, mm-hmm. let's wake up today, tomorrow when you wake up, and live on a purpose. What right. is the mission? Right. That to 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 take control and uh, take responsibility for mm-hmm. life. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife were talking earlier today about a family member that was talking about how folks been holding us down and doing this for many years and hurting this and that. My wife was like, "Well, you know, we we ain't gotta be held down. We can still we can we can do we can make a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this and that, this and that." And I'm like, most people look for an outside source mm-hmm. to point a finger at mm-hmm. it's your fault mm-hmm. it's their fault mm-hmm. instead of taking personal responsibility because what personal responsibility does it doesn't say that the, this man or the white man or the brown man or the politicians didn't do whatever they did right. but by taking personal responsibility you saying well what can I do to better right. my situation right. you know what I mean right. um and I feel like if we, as a people, um, take personal responsibility mm-hmm. and live on purpose, we can achieve so much more. That's right. That's right. Like we can, we can literally have and do whatever we want mm-hmm. in the realm of like you know <laughs> things that are legal. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. 
you know, niggas get kind of ignorant, you know what I mean? You start talking about the possibilities. <laughs> but, like, calm down, bro. But, um, like, for real, though, like, we can do and we can have whatever. Right. But we got to be willing to do the work. That's right. Like I said earlier, life is going to be hard. Right. You know, it's, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be shortcomings. There's going to be valley mm-hmm. experiences. But you get to pick what kind of hard you live in. That's right. And, and, and a lot of people live on their own um, perception, mm. self-perception. Ooh. You feel like that everybody see you the way that you see yourself. Right. You know, and you they want to blame everybody else. Right. And, and, and nobody is even thinking that about you. Right. But because you think it about yourself, you feel like everybody else feel the same way. Right. And you're you're the one that's holding yourself back because mm. you have put this, this little um, limit on the things that you can and can't do in life. And you know, you start talking to people and asking them their goals or whatever, and they don't have any goals or they always have um, setbacks from their past that's um, keeping them from going and doing things for their right. future. And, you know, it's like you keep repeating that same story to individuals all the time. I made a post this morning mm. that, you know, if you stay in the same chapter of a book, mm. it's going to get boring. Mm-hmm. Who is going to keep reading you go to chapter two. You're repeating everything you said in chapter one. Hold up. And then they like, okay, let me let me skip a couple of chapters. And they are at seven. And, and you're still, still talking, cha- about, talking about chapter one or the introduction <laughs> of the book. You know, yeah. nobody is going to continue to read that book. Right. And that's how you push people out your life because mm. you keep talking about what I'm trying to do. You mm. never attempt to do it. You always trying to do it. Right. And therefore individuals are going to stop talking to you. You're going to start losing friends. People are going to start pushing themselves out your life unless they are a follower and they following you because you know maybe one day you're going to get it. Maybe one day you're going to try something. And now you're holding two people back. Right. So you know you you write your own book. You know your chapters has to change Mm. and and, and with chapters changing life change. And if you keep staying in that same chapter of your life you'll never get ahead. That is so true. And on the flip side of that too we can be the individual that let's say making a difference is striving for goals but if you surround yourself with individuals that aren't and people that are speaking negative into your life or saying yeah i don't know if you can do that uh you know you remember back in the day when we were doing this you remember back in the day when we were doing like if we always looking in our rearview mirror mm-hmm. we ain't gonna look at what's on the road you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we can't have those backseat or uh, passenger seat drivers that's telling us about everything that's behind us. That's right. We got to have some folks that's looking out for this mess in the front of us. Right. You know, right. sometimes you got to let some folks go. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it ain't, you know, always easy. Uh, <laughs> but either we got to let them go or they got to let us go. That's right. I mean, I, I, I ain't like, like you say, God, God ain't a respectable person. No, am I? Mm-hmm. If the individuals around you ain't trying to move or go or strive to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm great with here. Mm-hmm. I I ain't looking to go no further. I ain't want none of that. Mm-mm, I'm just here. I can't stay here. Mm-hmm. I can't stay. I got to continue to grow. My my process my thought process is if you're not growing, you're dying. You're dying. Absolutely. If Absolutely. you're not growing, you're dying. And that's 
spiritually, mm-hmm. as financially, mm-hmm. and as mentally, That's your, your education-wise. Yeah. If you ain't expanding your mind or trying to grow and develop or be a better version mm-hmm. of yourself, mm-hmm. I, I can't do nothing for you. That's it. And That's it. I have lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to hit them up every once in a while, you know, birthdays and stuff. But, and the only reason that happens is because of the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, in the past. In the past you right. know what I mean? I, I, I ain't going to throw it in the trash, right. but if you can't grow with me, you can't go with That's me. That's right. That's right. Because I'm going to say it like this. Okay. I know you with me, but I just got articulated for my brothers and sisters. Um, let's just say you growing up, you living in an area where everybody around here made say thirty thousand dollars a year right mm-hmm. everybody everybody doing fail we everybody good because everybody making about the same we mm-hmm. we straight we yep we right here together mm-hmm. and you get a promotion bam now you making like 70 mm-hmm. you making 70 more than double what everybody else around you. right now because you making double i mean you, you got a bigger cushion you know, you might can drive something a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all might start looking a little better. Mm-hmm. Hell, you can afford to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Now, because let's say you move or you go somewhere else, that don't mean that you any better than anybody as a person. Mm-hmm. Only thing that that says is your value to the marketplace has increased. That's right. Your your value to the market. Because people don't pay you just because they want to pay you now. Right, right. They say, you know what? I feel like giving you $50,000. Right. That don't happen. Because if it did, I swear I hope somebody blessed me. Right. God bless me. Today. Email uh, <laughs> lightmyway.com. <laughs> lightmywaycw at gmail.com. Um, but um, <laughs> blessings. But in reality, it's because of your value. If you increase your value, let's say two times, mm-hmm. you got to move up. That's right. You got to increase or or, or, or or push out some walls of your house. Things got to get a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you earned it. Mm-hmm. It's not because you're better than anyone. It's because you've done the work. And if you do the work, you deserve to reap the benefits of right. your work. That's right. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, hey, Lord, forgive me. Mm-hmm. But I'm moving. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and, and, and I say that because a lot of times we have in our community, black community, this idea of, I call it hood mentality. Like it's all about here. It's about this street or it's about this city. Damn the street. Damn the city. This is your life. It's about you. It's about you and the relationships that you, you nurture and grow. And guess what? If you do better. The people around you can do better. Right. You can you can tell them what you did. Right. You can you can write a book. You know what I mean? They can read the book. You can tell. Ask for some damn advice. Pick up the phone. Call a brother. Right. Uh, right. And we can move up together. That's right. You know, because because once your circle, uh, 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 your circle or, or the people around you develop and grow, we become stronger together. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these politicians like to put that out there every four years. Stronger together. We want you. They want your votes, okay? Mm-hmm. They want your votes. But I'm gonna tell you this: if somebody wants your vote, they want you to be stronger together. You got to get something out of that deal too. Mm-hmm. Just like a relationship, 
you can't be married to a man or a woman and hey you the one giving all the giving right. you doing all the work right. and they ain't giving out nothing together right? right if we together we got to be together right. so if right. i'm carrying my load you got to at least help me help me strengthen my leg right push my shoulders up mm-hmm. like in the in the uh, in the bible where moses was holding up his arm and, and they were every time he hold his arms up with the staff all the warriors the israel's winning they winning they beating the brakes off the enemy he get tired his arms come down a little bit this is probably getting their tail whooped so the people around moses started they put their hands up on there and lift him up mm-hmm. and as they held him up he could keep his hands up and israel won the war that's right. that's that's an illustration of having a tight-knit circle mm-hmm. you know what i mean we got to make sure that the folks around us, those relationships, mm-hmm. are helping push us up and that we are helping push up the people around us. That's right. Because one thing I know, because I know you were encouraging like myself, people will suck you dry. They will. People will yeah. suck you dry coming telling you what they got going on and what they need and, and uh, they need some more advice and I need help this, I need help there. And soon as you hit most people, not all y'all. Some of y'all are right now. But um, most time, a lot of the time, some of the times, uh, when you need a ear, you know, you need, you know, a shoulder to cry on or somebody to talk to. I got to talk to you later. Mm-hmm. I got, I got to, I, I hit you right back. Mm-hmm. Them calls will never come right. back. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. Or or they have war stories. And I understand war stories. I mm. understand whenever you're talking to someone, you know, it's good for them to have went through what you're going through at some point. Mm-hmm. However, hear that person out yeah. instead of interrupting them with your story. Mm. Because your story is not what they need to hear today. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and and I get that a lot with with myself. You know, I'm, I'm calling and trying to talk to somebody or whatever. And then they were like, yeah, because... You remember whenever my father died and I'm like, I need for somebody to hear about what I'm going through now that my father died. Right, I've right. heard you, you are the person I'm confiding in. Because so I've I, heard I, I, your I story. Your yeah. Too. I've heard your story a lot, you know, and that's just, you know, some things that whenever talk, that's kind of draining whenever you're talking to somebody and they always got one better, you know mm, what I'm saying? Mm, you know, yeah. I, I got you on that. Yeah. Those one better people are like, okay. So I'm like, Oh, are you going to listen to me or you not? <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> because like, oh, so, so my, my little mess don't matter, huh? At this point, I'm ready to hang up the phone and say, okay, I'm going to have to deal with it the yeah. way I can deal with it or call somebody else that I can confide in because, you know, that it, it really gets me down whenever I'm trying to talk to somebody about, mm-hmm. you know, myself because I feel like I'm always trying to be there for everybody else. Absolutely. So whenever I need somebody, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm here, but listen to this first. I don't want to hear that. Mm-mm. Not right now. Right. Not right now. I made the call. Right. This, this, this is my crisis call. I'm, I'm in crisis. I need you to listen to me. Right. Uh, let me get this out. Right. And, and, and now, with that too, I feel like it's in relationship. Going back to relationship. Mm-hmm. Some people don't understand that sometimes we just got to listen. I'm, I'm going to go from a man perspective, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of time my wife, she come home, she tell me about her day. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn, okay? I don't care about these people at the job. I don't care about what they're going through. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I have learned, okay? okay? okay. I have learned <laughs> that it's for her. Right. 
she telling me all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she vent, she sometimes she, you know, and I have learned that it's not about me interjecting or giving advice right. until she asks. That's right. That's right. Until she asks. Um, a lot of times with relationships, if people are accustomed to problem solvers, mm-hmm. that's what I call it. That's, that's kind of what we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're problem solvers. They think that that's all you want. Mm-hmm. They want another that you want a problem solver. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta hit people in the conversation right at the jump. Hey, cook, I'm going through right now. I really just need you to listen. Okay. okay. I just need you to listen because when when we give that caveat at the beginning, mm-hmm. you you set that person or or you take that pressure off that person mm-hmm. because they're like, oh man, like shoot. If Lucy, if Lucy needs some some advice, I got to give her something good because right, she hooked right, me up. Right. So I got I got I got to hit her with something. You right, know what I mean? Right. So so you gotta because I got a couple folks I talk to, my brothers. I hit them up. I'm like, hey, bro, I just need you to hit me out. Right. Okay. Uh, or or like, I I I tell them to hit me out. I go through my whole spiel. I'm like, bro, what you think? Because mm-hmm. I know I might be wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But with relationship you kind of you kind of gotta give that uh i say i give it up i try to give it up front mm-hmm. i just need you to listen or i need some advice right because they're two different things right. sometimes i don't need you to say nothing right, right. i just need to get it off right because if you if you if you talk to someone long enough and they listen mm-hmm. with no interruption you solved your own problem. You yep. have talked your yep. way through your whole situation. <laughs> you just having somebody to talk to. You absolutely right. And for us, it's it's cheap therapy. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You uh, you getting somebody to hear you out, and they be that sounding board, and maybe they ask you a question or two. Mm-hmm. And by the time you're done, it's. Hmm. Yeah, I think I should do this or that. And that is, right. Yeah, that might be all right. Right. Because I have changed up my 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 little flow. Cause I let people talk, and I'm like, bro, do you want the truth or you want me to make mm. you feel better? Mm. Because if you want the truth, I can get it to you. Mm-hmm. If you want to feel, okay, everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. All right, get off my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> because <laughs> the truth don't always feel good. That's right. And, you know, you saying that. I, it made me think about, I went to the chiropractor, mm-hmm. and he asked me, do you want to feel better or get better, <laughs> or do you want surgery? <laughs> and he said, if you want surgery, then I'm the wrong person for you to be coming to. Mm. You need to go talk to a surgeon. Right. I'm here to correct the problem with helping you through. Right. I'm not here to cut on you. Mm-hmm. I'm here to, you know, recondition your body, there basically. You go. Right. So, you know, that that made me think about that. I was like, well, I <laughs> don't so, want so, surgery. So, so what I mean, you want? If surgery is gonna help me feel better, he was like, "That ain't what I asked you." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, you know, have that. I want you to make me feel better, recondition my body." Right, right, right. right. Because that's, and that's one thing about life: we always want the easy way out. If we do. This, you know, if the operation is gonna get me healed quicker, hook me up. Hook, yeah, cut it. But if I gotta go through <laughs> twelve to eighteen months of, of, physical, of therapy. physical therapy. Then I don't know if that's gonna help me. I want to be. I want to be healed say, now. So. Sixty dollars a pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been right, there. Right. I've been there. Uh, 
But that's that's the thing with with life in general. All our problems. We can talk weight loss. We can talk uh, mental health. We can talk relationship. Ain't none of that crap happen overnight. Mm-mm. Ain't none of it happen overnight. It all took time to get there. It all got time to get to that point. Yes, sir. And it's going to take time to get it back right. right. You know, we're going to have to be reconditioned. We're going to have to unlearn and relearn some things. Mm-hmm. But with life, hey, everybody always hit folks with this. Uh, life is short. Life is short. You only live once. Yada, yada, yada. That's true for some people. For some people, right. It's true for some people. But for the majority of them, mm-hmm. your ass going to be around here for a while. Mm-hmm. You might want to get it together. That's right. That's <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You're going to be around right. for a while. Let's let's go ahead and get it together. I feel like if you got a hope, goal, or dream, or you got a vision, right? Mm-hmm. You got time. That's right. Everybody's, oh, my God, I'm 30 years old. I'm 40 years old. I, I, I don't know if I can pick up the piano. Guess what? If you started playing the piano at 40 years old and you played for a decade, you'd be pretty good mm-hmm. at 50. Mm-hmm. You'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Why not? If that's what you want, if that's your passion, if you want to get out here and start working out, guess what? Five years going to pass by real quick. Real quick. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever. Mm-hmm. You can create. You want to start a business. You want to, you know, whatever it is. You want to lose weight. want to be great. You just want to be a better version of you. Time is going to pass anyway. That's right. Regardless. So. You're looking at it 12 years later, and I had this idea, and that's one thing that messes me up about uh, Facebook memories. Yeah, well, you know, now you're looking at your Facebook post 10 years ago. Right. right, I I said I was going to do this. And where you at? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook so, come back. It's petty. It right, come back on right. you like, yeah, nigga, you right. said you gonna do this. Right. Where I'm you like, at today? Oh you know, shoot! You supposed to open this? You was you was striving to open mm-hmm. this business in mm-hmm. in uh, 2016. You, though. you were passionate about this. Right. You, you were gonna do this, but a lot of times we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. We right. we get in our That's or we right. allow those negative folks in our circle that ain't lifting our arms up mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean and they the ones pulling our arms down saying no nah, right. shit you don't you don't, do, right. you don't need to do that don't worry right. about that you, you, let's let's go right. over here and do what we normally do no mm-hmm. let's dare to be different yeah that's right let's dare that's to right. be different let's let's push and 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 i ain't gonna say try let's make our kids and grandkids proud Right. Let's do that by doing something different today. Right. If that's a book, if it's a program, if it's a mission, whatever that purpose or that burning desire is, mm-hmm. let's do it. Right. Because there is somebody that's gonna be going that might be listening, that's going through something that you went through. That's right. You know what I mean? And they need to hear that. They need those resources and they need to know, hey, it's possible, right. but if we quiet, we not sharing, we not giving. Right. They never know, and they might be in a in a, a worse starting point than you were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might not be there spiritually or strong enough to deal. And like, man, I don't know if I can take care of pops or moms mm-hmm. if yada 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 happen. Or I don't know if it's possible. 
Right. It's possible. It's possible. It's all in all in how you carry yourself, all in and all in what you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I truly feel like it's how you love a person. Mm-hmm. You take out time for who you want to take out time. You give your time to who you need to give it to based on how you feel about them. Oof. And if you feel like That's you rude. know that your your loved one or your parent um, is not valuable enough for you to take off two to three weeks from your job and you know you'll figure it out. God will make a way. Right. If if he see you or you know striving to take care of this individual, his child cuz we're all God's children. Right. And whenever, you know, God puts someone in your path and you do everything you can to take care of them and make sure they're good, he's going to bless you. Yep. I was out I was out of work for a month with my father and my grandmother. Um May 22nd my grandmother passed. June 17th my father passed. I was out of work between those two times. I would go back to work, then I would have to be right back out. And I've never missed a beat. Right. God made a way. My, right. All my bills got paid. You right. know, my check, my, my work check was short, but my bills got paid. Right. And that's because I feel like I was blessed to because I was a blessing. Mm. You know, yeah. God gave me the resources I need because I was being resourceful in other ways. Mm. So, you know, if you step out on faith and you do what, you know, it is that you need to do what you feel like you're called to do. Whomever you you uh, look up to, your higher being or right, whatever you right. have, is going to make sure that you're okay. Absolutely. You know, so I'm okay, you know. I, yes, I wanted my July check to be a July <laughs> check. Right. Because I get paid once a month, but I didn't miss it. Yeah. God made a way. My bills is paid. There's nothing behind. And I know it's because... I did what thus said the Lord. Mm-hmm. I took care of whom God put in front of me to take care of. Had I turned my back on my dad mm. and he was left there to, to, to go through this alone, then I was beating myself down as well. Mm-hmm. So I did what I needed to do, not only for my father, but for myself. Right, right. And we need to look at um, um, things in life when we, we, we see people like you and I, mm-hmm. you know, individuals say, well, um, they out there giving off uh, positive vibes and then they're over here arguing at this person. We're still humans. Oh, yeah. And if somebody crossed our path, oh, yeah. you know, and, or especially our children. Listen, I mess around girl holy. I will. That, that's right. <laughs> but that don't have nothing to do with me trying to mentor somebody. Right. And these are, you know, these are changes or these are challenges that we go through in our life so we can mentor Absolutely. people. Had I not been through some of the stuff that I've talked about with individuals, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know where to go at to talk to them about it. Yeah. You know, so I do get into character, not out of character, yeah, because yeah. oh yeah, it's whenever, still yeah, it's, it's, still. it's, it's, it's character. <laughs> 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 I've just laid it down for you know, yeah. you know, but yeah, I get into character when it comes to myself or my children. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's one thing that th- these six years that I've been dealing with this life coaching thing, I've heard people say that oh she was over there the other day arguing at or saying this that the third. If somebody crossed with me or one of my children, right. I am going to address it. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't take away from who I am or what I represent. That's right. Now, what I believe is we are all dual beings. What I mean by that is, you know, the yin-yang sign, like the black, the white circle, mm-hmm. and then it's like half, and then it's white, the white, the black circle. That's how we are. Mm-hmm. We're dual beings. We got a good side, and we got a not so good side. Mm-hmm. You call it bad. Mm-hmm. You call it feisty. Red hair for some reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some heat there. Mm-hmm. Um, we all do. Right. Even Jesus. Right. Jesus was the Lamb of God, 
for he's also the lion of judah mm-hmm. so i'm saying this i ain't a killer but don't push me um <laughs> but in reality we are all living this life experience mm-hmm. and we are all moving through and learning and there are times when things happen and things happen mm-hmm. now it doesn't say that you know i might have been uh, justified in my verbal banter mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it happened it happened i never just me i'm just talking right. about me i ain't, I I ain't saying I you baby you. i'm just saying right. me if i said it i'm probably sure i meant it when it came out my mouth <laughs> but <laughs> but i will apologize later on if i feel apology is necessary you know what i mean because the the I don't even the majority. Some of some folks mm-hmm. take kindness for weakness, yeah, and, and 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 they feel that uh, an individual that's striving, they got something to lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He got something to lose. He ain't gonna say nothing. Right. You can. I can talk to him any kind of way. That's where you messed up. That's right. Um. <laughs> Lord knows, my daddy. He he wouldn't have never stood for anything like that. Oh, and uh, <laughs> he raised me. <laughs> and uh if I got something to say, I'm gonna say it. And my cousin she the same way. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to life coaching, coaching in general, mm-hmm. I've seen Coach K. I seen <laughs> I seen him on the sideline going off mm-hmm. to the players won't doing what they're supposed to do. And I've seen parents go off mm-hmm. whenever things won't go on supposed to what you know, things won't go in the way they were supposed to go. Right. And with life, we're all being coached. We are being coached by our circumstances. Mm-hmm. We are being we we're being taught uh, lessons from our bad behaviors mm-hmm. because we got to deal with you know the re- repercussions of whatever actions we took. Right. Um, and we're learning. But don't take people's kindness for weakness because right. you just might find out that lamb. Is also a lion. That's right. Now, <laughs> I say that to say this. You better not try her. Because <laughs> she got five that'll go hard for her. I'm telling you. They five that go hard for her now. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> you better not do that. And I know there's one. One in particular. She, she the sweetest one. Ronald, good God. You better, you better not mess with that one, boy. But uh, <laughs> I'm telling you what God loves. That's right. You better leave alone. Um, but no, I'll, 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 I say all that in fun, but I'll say there's some truth in there too now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but in all reality, we have to give people grace. That's right. I say that. Mm-hmm. We got to give folks grace because we are all living this experience and we're growing towards something if this person everybody's individuals mm-hmm. have something they're going towards that goal or that vision and when brothers or sisters around you are striving encourage them right. push them up hold their arms up praise them give them you know 
I, I've had family members and cousins say, oh man, I, I remember you were posting videos, daily encouragement, man, they were such a blessing. I'm like, bro, you ain't never like, you ain't never like my joint. <laughs> you ain't never share my joint, cuz. You know what I mean? <laughs> man, you, you got me through a tough spot. I'm like, God, right. man, I had like four views on that right. video. You were one up? Right. Like, but, but support the folks around you. Um, because people like us that pour out, a lot of times they don't get poured back into. Right. Uh, and that encouragement, that motivation, that even criticism mm -hmm. constructively, right. um, it's a blessing. We appreciate it. Um, just realize that we are humans right. and, and we, we deserve grace. Just like folks look for grace. Um, is there anything it could be off topic mm -hmm. or anything that's happened or even uh speakers that you listen to or things that have happened in the culture that you want to talk about or someone that you got a good nugget from in the last month or so when you've been going through mm. to be honest with you um, I do listen to spiritual coaches. I listen mm -hmm. to, to Les Brown a lot. Yeah, that's my but Maverick City Singles. Maverick City Singles. <laughs> that I am very uh, spiritual. And those words in those songs and how those young people praise God mm -hmm. has really brought me through. You Ooh. know, some nights whenever I just can't sleep, if I turn on one of their songs, it's just like a, a lullaby to, mm. to and I'm, I sleep good for the rest of the night. So even though the, I have coaches that I listen to or whatever, worship music has pretty much mm. been, uh, you know, my stronghold. I feel like that's what has have gotten me through some of my toughest times. You know, not really listening to other people speak or talk. I just need those words. And you, if you listen to the words of those that worship music, you know, it, it takes you at another level in life. Mm. And, you know, I, I know even whenever I um, had my grandmother's funeral, I got through the whole funeral, like, fine. Right. I wasn't in mourning. I was, you know, it was okay. But whenever we began to, before we got ready to view the body, everybody thought that I broke down and, and was crying because it was time for us to view my grandmother's body. But the keyboardist at that time started singing, um, never would have made it. Mm. And I thought about me. My grandmother was in the nursing home in Sanford. Sanford is an hour and 10 minutes from me. So I thought about my dad is in hospice at home. My grandmother is in hospice in uh, Sanford, an uh, hour and 10 minutes away. And I'm working from 6 a.m. to 3 a.m., checking on him on my lunch break at 10 a.m., and then getting off at 3, 3 p.m. sometimes and going to Sanford to try to make sure she's good to come back and also take care of my father. Right. And at that moment, I realized that it, there, had, there, there has to be a God because I couldn't have done it without him. Right. And so I went into full praise and worship at my grandmother's um, mm. service, not because I was mourning her death. And, you know, I do miss her, too, yeah. but because I know God was on my side. Right. And at that point... I was in the mindset that I could do anything in life. Ooh. You know, I could do anything when it comes to my father care. He had, he, he lived three more weeks after that, but I just felt like that. I don't care about my job. I don't care about anything that's going on around me. Mm -hmm. I can do this yeah. 
and God got me. Right. So that's what took me through these last um, eight to six weeks is is praise and worship. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, well, on the flip side for me, uh, they won't praise and worship. But I've been listening to um, Kevin Hart. Okay. He's got a series that's coming on Peacock. But you can watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, people, they upload everything. Mm-hmm. But where well, he do interviews, and it's been, I guess it's been going on for like a year or so. Okay. Um, and he did an interview, the last two I watched, was the interview he did with Jay-Z and one he did with Chris Rock. I watched that one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, to hear, the one with Jay-Z, to hear mm-hmm. the development the growth Mm -hmm. that these two men have been on Mm -hmm. as they're going through their story, talking about how they Kevin Hart illustrated, like we've all tried to work to get to get inside this one room, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And get into this one room of success. And once we all get in there, we find out that there's another room, Mm -hmm. but most of the people in the room don't realize that there's another room we can go into. Mm -hmm. But that's where the Jay Z's, and the Kevin Hart's have gone into this other room of success mm-hmm. to where they're taking ownership. They're creating, they're getting on the executive side. Mm-hmm. They're building not just like comedy shows, but like corporations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Jay-Z, a, a hip hop billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like to And to hear him articulate and talk, you can hear, yes, where he came from, but you hear his, his even the way he articulates himself is different mm. because he's in a different place. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And 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 this is a brother that yeah he started rapping late. You really think about mm-hmm. it as far as like when he blew age. up, mm-hmm. he was older in age, right. and even now he's up in age and he still can get it. Mm-hmm. But he's so much more than just a rapper. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like those boxes people put us in. Mm-hmm. We've put people in boxes too. And a lot of people look at Kevin Hart, oh, he's just a comedian. Right. Like, nah, he's more than that. Oh, he's just mm-hmm. an actor. Nah, he's more than that. Mm-hmm. He's exec. Yeah, he's more than that too. Like, but to the looking at them and listening, mm-hmm. you more than that. Mm-hmm. I'm more than that. Mm-hmm. It's just opportunity meets action. You know what I mean? Everybody, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. But that also means faith with work is life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's opportunity. It's life with some action. So Mm -hmm. my my recommendation, the Kevin Hart interview, Heart heart to Heart with Jay-Z and the one where he had with uh, Chris Rock, they were talking about relationship, like their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were making jokes about how both of them got divorced, and <laughs> it, it's crazy. Right. But like, how these brothers encourage one another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Hart was talking about how um, when he was coming up in the comedy scene, how Chris Rock came up to him was like. I want to say like one of the Shaq shows or something where like mm-hmm. all the comedians were together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, you got to stop doing these shows. He's like, what you mean? He's like, you better than this. Mm. It's like, cause 
it's like dog eat dog everybody trying to compete with each yeah. other it's like but your comedy is different it's more intimate mm. you telling stories about your family yeah. and developing your relationship it's like you got to be more intimate with your crowd mm -hmm. like this is it's different wow. yeah. and it's like from having a conversation like that with kevin hart mm -hmm. from let's say like 98 right. <laughs> to see where kevin hart is yeah. now yeah. like yeah. that's that's yeah. mind-blowing that's right but um right. just to see growth in other people and even people yeah. that we say are successful or we see as successful from a long time ago right. how they're still pushing the envelope right. like that that means a lot dude and that's that's yeah. been motivating me right but um i don't know i just yeah. i love that i yeah. just i'd love to see our people do great things and not feel limited right Right. And documentaries are good. Mm -hmm. And I do, I have watched like a lot of documentaries, like mm -hmm. the Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. you know, just a different, you know, like, like the older people that have, were striving to do better in the times that we probably couldn't even recognize. Right. You know, people say, our generation would say, well, I couldn't have been a slave because I would have did this, didn't that. You didn't, you wouldn't have the mentality that you have now. now if you was a slave back then. So I encourage anybody just, you know, pull up, um, even like, I think it's Vlad TV or something mm -hmm. like that. I watch, you know, some of their stuff and, right, right, and it's right, good. Right. But if you find some good documentaries, it'll push you to do different things in your life because you'll be like, you know, I can do this. If they did this and they was going through this in the fifties and sixties and they're here now, or they made it this far, then why we can't do it? Right. You know, what's holding us back? Right. They had everything against them yeah. in the fifties and sixties and made it. So what's your excuse? Right. What's your excuse? Right. There, there's no excuse. We have none. So that being said, I want to try to bring this to a close, but I also want to say thank you. Cause I know it ain't no short drive to come to my place. Uh, <laughs> uh, it ain't no short drive and I know it takes time out. Uh, but I really did want to get you on because I know the importance and the value that you put in your father's testimony. And I wanted to give you a chance to share that even more so but i also want to get a chance to sit down with you uh and i appreciate you uh also for all of you guys follow like subscribe follow my cuz all the links will be on the bottom the comment sections in the description um get connected uh, reach out learn ask questions uh life coach extraordinaire uh and really just just build relationships right. continue to grow develop even with the people in your life honor and love all your folks That's right. because one day you might be on your sick bed and you're gonna want somebody there with you That's right. so honor your folks honor your family honor your loved ones and parents love them. Mm. Parents love your kids. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and let's keep pushing together. Because you got anything? I think you pretty much covered it. We're good. Well, till next time. Lights out. Choo.